Lindor, line drive, base hit to center field. Now the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a slider. Guess what happened, folks? Back foot slider. Got him swinging. How about Andrew Miller? A swing and a drive to deep right. Away, back and gone. A grand slam down the right field line by Lindor. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's what, that's what we always are. We're, we're like the most authentic <laughs> radio show. Not the best one, but authentic. We were literally scrambling as Hammy screaming about home runs and stuff from last year uh, at the last minute getting uh, things put together. I don't know why. We've been sitting in here for the last hour just kind of talking with one another casually. Yeah, we had a lot of lots to chat about there. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, Joined every morning by Matthew Fantel. Buddy, how are you? Uh, feeling good. Feeling great, man. I'm uh, coming to you as you're still trying to do the thing. Woke up in a positive uh, mood. And uh, honestly, I don't know if it's uh, because the home opener today or if it was the beautiful weather yesterday. But like, honestly, I was like, dude. Ready to go to work? Ready to make it happen today? Good. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm in. No, I'm seriously. I'm in the <laughs> okay. same boat. I feel Good. great. Good. I feel great. Had, uh, had some positive golf happen yesterday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, got some things done. Got uh, you know a couple of business meetings happening on the links, and things were you know good. Making stuff happen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and like uh, it is opening day, and uh, that is it feels very good. Now let me tell you, this is what I find very interesting about today's opening day. Now opening day for baseball kind of brings that hope. You know what I mean? You're a new. Things are new. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we can, you know, we'll start worrying about this season. And the Indians came very close to a World Series last year. As a matter of fact, it looked like we were not only getting in one title, but two. It looked like, okay, well, NBA, you know, we won that one. And now we'll just go and win the World Series. And I had predicted that. And as a matter of fact, I had bet my own hard-earned money in Vegas on that. Yeah, the Indians were a fun Hard team. Hard That was pretty funny, right? The Indians were a fun team to watch last year, and I did not think that they were going to make the run that they did. But, I mean, it was a team that, you know, you could believe in that you wanted to get behind. And I'm not a huge baseball dude. Throughout my life, it's usually been like the bottom of my sports list of the big three. I'm like, eh, whatever. But it was impossible not to have fun watching those dudes last year. This year? And maybe it's just because it is opening day, and like I said, you start, you know, it's a new season, you get hope and this and that. I think we're I think it's gonna be flipped. I think it's gonna be flipped. I think we lose the NBA finals and we win the World Series. And I gotta wonder, for most Northeast Ohio sports fans, if they're all right with that, if swapping would be okay, which one would they prefer? Or I know what most people are gonna say, I want them both. I know that. But most cities don't get both. Most cities don't get one. And then compete for another that closely to it. Browns could win a Super Bowl. Who knows? Uh, all three. We could I just mean, say we want. I want all three. Come on, um, come on! It's seventy degrees. Come on. Now you know. Obviously, I've said this a million times before uh, about the Cavs, and it applies to the Indians as well. Is that all I really want out of a sports franchise is to be able to compete for a championship? Sure. And if both teams are able to do that, the Cavs and the Indians, obviously, e- either one's a huge victory. Whether it's you know my team, the Cavs, or it's just like hey, the Indians win it too. Either one's going to be a huge victory. I'm going to answer Cavs is what I would prefer. Well, yeah, because but you're an NBA me, guy. But that's me. I, I, I think a uh, general sports fan, I don't know. General sports fan probably would go Indians. Well, I think now. Right, because you've already had the Cavs. Because you've victory. seen the NBA. You've seen LeBron James win the championship in Cleveland, which is what you wanted. But before that, I wonder. 
I stand firm to the fact that LeBron... Because the Indians always felt like unfinished business because of what happened in, in, you know, oh, in the late yeah. 90s. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely something there that was supposed to, and it never did. So yeah, we had that taste in our mouth forever. Um, I think LeBron, and I, I said this when the Indians lost the World Series, LeBron has to be like, Phew. Dude, dodge that bullet. That was mine. You know what I mean? No, no matter what happens this year in, in the Indian season or the Cavaliers season, when it, I comes, was first. when it comes to breaking yeah. the curse, when it comes to ending the drought, when it comes to ending, you know, what, what, what was the worst run of pro sports for any, you know, fan base in the history of, of, of fans, I guess, LeBron broke that. Yeah. And, and I think you've seen it. I think that's where a lot of the resting comes from. I think that's where a lot of that stuff was, was like, you know what? I did this. So, you know what? I'm doing all this. I don't care what people say. I'm going to do this. And, you know, they're kind of doubling down on the whole championship thing, and I understand it. If you want to make a run, you want guys healthy, I totally get it. But, I mean, if you don't win, I personally don't rest whatever, this and that. I think it's a, I think you are devaluing the regular season. And I think there is an argument to be made about fans paying money and all that. I totally get all the arguments. But for I, I don't care about any of it. He wants his legacy to be the greatest basketball player ever. And if you double down on championships and then don't win, this is a huge bullet for the naysayers to keep you out of the Jordan v. LeBron conversation forever. Now, I've said, I'm on record saying I believe he's done enough for me already to be like, dude, probably ultimately at the end of the day, a better is the better basketball player, better for the NBA. Overall, I've said that many, many times, but most people won't give it to him if he loses this year. Has played more minutes than LeBron or than, than Jordan already. Jordan, and still, yeah. honestly, they say seven years left. He probably has five really good years. Although I'm starting to suspect that LeBron will leave the game much before his body will actually will absolutely tell him to. So I guess with that being said, I mean, where does that play into the fact of like, well, everybody's like, oh, well, you're taking too much time off. I mean, he's played more minutes than, than Jordan did in his entire yeah, career. I've heard Colin Coward make this argument. You, you buy a car, you look at the odometer, not how many times the car starts. It's like, you know, how, you know, how long did I, how long can I drive it? You know, I, I mean, I've heard that argument, but the problem is, is that you get the fans... Opinions now, and that stuff matters to everything now via social media. And Jordan did get a little luckier that he didn't play in this era, okay? But, or you know, with the with the social media. But the problem is, dude, that stuff's gonna heavily now more than ever. The fans' opinions will weigh into how your legacy is perceived than it did in Jordan's era, and he. I've, he seems to know that, but he doesn't seem to care about it all the while while telling everybody he's chasing that ghost. You can double down on championships, but if you don't win, it's going to be he's a sissy, he rested all year, and can't win. Now, I think that that's probably unfair, but fair doesn't enter the adult world very often. You know what I mean? And he's going to be slammed with that. And I just hope he's all right with it. Because we've seen when they tried to make him the villain when he was in Miami, he didn't like it. And when, you know what I mean? When people are mean to LeBron James, he doesn't like it. And so I, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. I want him to win the championship. I suspect that they are, are still going to be able to make a pretty good run at it. I am more worried about this one than I was last year. And I think that's warranted given the fact that they've underachieved most of this year. So I think that that's all right. I'm, I'm curious what people would rather have this year after already seeing it, whether or not they would want a World Series or if you'd won another NBA Finals. I think being a casual fan of both sports, yeah, give me the thing I don't have. Yeah, you know what I mean? Give me the thing I don't have. Yeah. All right, uh, we will give you some things that you don't have. It's Double Payday Workday every weekday on Rock 106.9. From 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, we pass out $1,000. We're going to do that right here in almost one second. 
But I do got to tell you about this. New Tour Tuesday happens every Tuesday on the Stansbury Show, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. And you're getting new Big Sean, new Thomas Rhett, new Red Hot Chili Peppers today at 9. But the local submission is not a turd. The Grim Republic out of Cuyahoga Falls sent me a hit. You'll hear that at 9 o'clock. But let's uh, get you hooked up with $1,000 right now. Even if you're having an issue, he can find a way to blame it on his mother. How could you unfriend your mother? The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Big Sean, new Thomas Rhett, new Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then again, locally, like I said, the Grim Republic sent me a song. Not a turd. Almost the full-on other way. Dare I say, Hit. Here's the thing. The other three songs, they sent me a four-song EP. The other three, throwaways. All of them. But one of the songs, dude, the Grim Republic struck gold. Nine o'clock. We'll give you that. Also $1,000. You're getting $1,000 every hour, as a matter of fact. It's Rock 1069's Double Workday Payday. Your next opportunity, 710. We'll put $1,000 in your pocket. Smart, dude. People want money. It's all. It's awesome. Right? It's awesome to like give away stuff like it is. People are like, oh, I never would have bought this. I never would have went there. I never would have went on that trip or done that. But like at the end of the day, what moves the needle is cash. Amen. If you follow my social media accounts, at Sansbury shows how you find most of those. Yeah. I was like gushing over my niece yesterday. We went to California. Team Vegas kicked ass, won a basketball tournament. Dude, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. Doesn't take any rest games, does she? No, no, no. no. She plays. She gets out there. She plays. She's approaching LeBron minutes. <laughs> Kidding. You know, my brother, I asked him, I said, dude, how good is she? He's like, I don't think she could go play at, like, UConn. But he says, he's like, she will receive, because of, again, she'll have really good grades. She's really smart. And her mom will make sure she gets good grades. Um, They think she'll receive a scholarship from, a, like, a a reputable university. Like, she won't go to... He's like, I don't think she's good enough to go to a basketball power. He's like, but she can play college of basketball and get a scholarship. How old is she? She's 12. But you can start to see this stuff early. Like I said, man, she, like this team she went to California with, that's not her school's team. Like, she plays on, like, a Vegas traveling team. Like, she's pretty good. Dude, he makes her get up on the weekends and go to, like, the hood of Vegas and makes her play against boys. Like, he's like, dude, he has her running against boys. He's like, you, if you want to be good, you have to play who's good. Like, that's the thing about my brother, is that maybe a little Marinovich situation there, dude. Like, he will, he'll push her, dude, to be great. Like, that's the thing. Like, they won't not let her be great at stuff. Two years from now, she's gonna be like, I hate basketball. I hope not. I really hope not. Like, my my sister-in-law is the more tempered of the two, and she claims that she's got him, like, in check on this. I was gonna say, you're waking your kid up at 6 a.m. on the weekend to go play hood hood basketball and saying that she's gonna go to college. Well, she wants to. Like, she, and I guess all she ever talks about is playing in the women's, you know, Final Four, which is why I mentioned it. I don't don't think she'll get I well I don't know I mean but I you know but it's her dream right now and I want to be supportive of it yeah, of course of course of course I mean yeah, what are you, I mean, you going to do 12 no, I'm not you're gonna, never going to do it your dreams are <laughs> you're stupid I hate you know, them yeah I'm not going my mom's route you no. suck you'll never be able to do anything yeah, yeah. no no I'm not going that route. being supportive of kids is a smart Absolutely. idea yeah. there's something in the news that I can't quite understand why people are upset about okay now I've been hearing about this the last few days New York state going to give you free college New York okay. state the biggest state that the, the you know there is that's going to give out free college okay Okay, and so now the story is, and people are upset about this, and I don't, for the life of me, I can't figure this out. Now people are reading into how you get this free college from New York, Mm -hmm. and they claim that there's a catch. And the governor put this in there to protect the state of New York, and I'm perfectly okay with it. And I can't, for the life of me, understand why people would be upset about this. And it says this, 
If New York State gives you this money, by the way, if your family makes under like 125 grand, you get the money. Right. And, and, and this is all the difference between this and like there's other states that do something comparable to this, but it's usually community colleges. This is like state universities. State universities. Right. right. So, like, you know, different beasts we're dealing I with. I lived here. in California in my early 20s. I was able to go to college there uh, to a community college and didn't have to pay. For, for two years, right? Yeah. This is four. You can get, I think, up to four, four years, years of, of state you know, tuition. So here's the only thing that New York wants for this. When you're done, you stay in New York as long as you took the money. So if you took the money for four years, you have to stay in New York and work in New York for four years. What they don't want is to give you their tax money invested in you right. and then watch you go to California and pay into their tax system. Right. And now, like 18 years old, Bobby Rickard says, I don't know how much I like feeling confined. Well, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Imagine the confinement without a college degree, moron. This is like, dude, this is stuff makes me crazy. Uh, there's two things here. Obviously, number one, you can go somewhere else to college should you choose to. And number two, I'm sure all these state universities, you can pay to go to this college. It's not like they're not going to take your money. Right. So if you decide, hey, I want to hightail out of it, out of here as soon as I graduate, which dude, a lot of giving ton you of, the option. a ton of kids do. Well, then pay your goddamn tuition and. You, Bobby, you can live wherever the hell you want I to. I don't understand. Like it's a, now there's like I'm this is like a like a well, ten paragraph article about like oh the catch and the downfalls and then the, the traps of all this stuff. It's like come on, guys. I don't, I don't know if it's fair to say that's a trap. Like I mean that's a term and condition of what you're doing. And honestly, from the perspective of the state, it makes all of the sense in the world. I gotta tell you, if that was my governor, I'd be like, that's actually smart. You know, smart. Stark County faces this. Like that's a real problem for for this community. Is that you know you have so many kids that come to university here and so many kids. That 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 spend like four years, you know, whether it's Malone or Walsh or wherever, you know, and, and Mount Union and all these different like great colleges that we have, they get their degree and then boom, they hightail out of here. And like, listen, I, that's not to say that like, well, you know, college educated smart kids are the only way that we can save the community, but it's a huge part of it, dude. It's the only way we'll be able to save it twenty years from now. There's 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 you know what do I want to say? Obviously, I think the the concept of of, of investing in education is well worth it. It's well worth it. But once you start investing in that education and people start leaving. Well, going back to this New York thing, and that's where this becomes where this issue becomes really important. Confinement to New York. It's the state. state yeah, it doesn't even say, no, you got to stay in Albany. No, they're telling you stay in the state so right. you can go to New York City if you want, which I mean, come on. Where does where do most people want to live? Los Angeles, Boston, Chicago, New York. Those the, are like the, the big cities. The amount of diversity in New York when you think about like upstate New York versus the Mecca of human, you know, living Li- like New York City. So you can live kind of There's whatever style you want, no matter what kind of life you want. New York State, much like California, no matter what life you want, if you find the right place in the state, you can find that way of life. Right. Right. It's one of those it's things. It's not like most other places that way. Right. If you're stuck in Montana and you're like, dude, I just want to go see the big it's city. It's Montana. Well, you don't have an option. Right. You, you, you can't live in Montana. The city's but- like where you live in Montana. Right. Or um, New York's not that way. So, you know, obviously I agree with you 100% here when it comes to it's not a confinement. That's it, I think that's a very reasonable thing. Um, would you support Ohio doing this? Yes, I think I, think I would. I think I would. I think here's the thing. I, I obviously don't know what it costs person to person to do it. And obviously the concept of quote unquote free is not true. Yes, we are paying into it via taxes. Right. People course. hate that. Right. People hate when you call it that. But guess what? We call it that so people start paying attention to stuff. That's why it's done. 
on, and it's because it's quicker, it's easier, and, and easier is probably not the right word, but quicker. Brevity is important in conversation. I know I'm not showing the best version of that right now, <laughs> but, but, it, but it is. It's important in, the, in the, those kind of conversations. I, I don't know if 120, see, in New York, 125,000 might be right, because again, right. salaries can be inflated there. Right. Like, I don't know where the, where the financial end of this phantom would make sense for Ohio. I yeah. would have to see that. I'm not sure 125 would be it. I, the concept, I think the concept exists. I think the concept is real, and I think it's the way that the world in America really ideally should be, is, is, is this is an investment in your future. And I understand the frustration of, you know, whether it's inefficiencies within colleges and, oh, my God, it shouldn't cost that much money or whatever the case is. But you do have to do something about I mean, kids are walking away with, you know, one of the, one of the girls I work with at The Charge, she's in college right now, and I made a joke because she's graduating soon. I'm like, oh, $40,000 in debt, huh? And she's like, 60, thanks. And I'm like, oof, $60,000 in debt at age 22 when you're just like walking out of Do you know what she's going for? Uh, Because honestly, I I will say this. College is probably too much money, okay? Uh, Hold on a second here. I I think college is obviously a little too much money, but if we're going to be honest, Part of why people complain about their college debt so much is that you picked a major that doesn't make enough money and you owe 60 grand and you're like, oh, well, if I only make this much, it's going to take me 50 years where had you put that money into a college education and asked a little bit more of yourself, you might have. Now, I think there's probably a lot of that where it is where part of it is not only that do you owe the money and is that holding you down, but you pick something that you really don't like and you owe a lot of money for it. Sure. And that's a frustration of it and I mean like you know obviously as as, as when you start asking 18 year olds like hey what are you going to be when you grow up I think there's going to be at least some of that there's going to be errors on people's choice where like damn it I did the wrong thing here and you're now all of a sudden you're saddled with $60,000 worth of debt and not only is that a huge number but a big part of the problem is is that like the loans that you get on student loans dude you can be paying those off for five years and just based on the interest you don't make any headway on it you don't make any you know what I mean like you don't and, and that's it's just a tough place to put a kid where you have to go to college you know, people are going to make the argument, what's your life like if you didn't do it, right? Probably worse than this. Your problems are probably worse than how are you going to pay your student loan. I mean, the co- right? That's what people tell me about college is that it offers you and it affords you a better life. Which I guess is, I guess at this point, when you're, when you're putting all these terms and, and, and conditions on it, where you're, you're putting a, a long-term debt on yourself, is it worth it? And here, I'll point this out. You know, I put myself in debt to do this, too. It's like I took out a student loan. This job, there's uncertainty in this. You go from being top of the pops, then you're out of work for two years, and another station all years, you do this and that. I've driven myself into crazy amounts of debt to do this. But I don't hate that debt as much as some other people do because I love what I do. So technically, I did take out student loans. I'm in debt. I owe a ton of money because I chose to do this for a living. But I like it. So the debt doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some other people. So I think that's part of the problem, too. College is obviously way too much money. I will meet you there. But I also think it's like, well, we're also asking 18-year-olds what they want to do when they're 40 when they're 18. And the truth of the matter is you don't know because nobody really knows. Some of us get lucky. Some of us don't. And you know what I mean? I, I didn't know what I, I didn't decide to do this till I was 25. I had no idea. I was drifting aimlessly. And as a matter of fact, it was a death in the family that shook me and said, dude, you got stuff going on with you. You better figure out how to use it. That's what happened. At 18, I had no clue. And I think that's part of the problem, and that's why we hate how much money college costs. Is because you end up with a job you didn't want because you picked it when you were 18, and now you owe a bunch of money for it. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, online for EWRQK.com. It's Rock 106.9's double payday workday. Here's what happens. You just go to work like you normally do, listen to the radio, and then once an hour between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., we'll give you a thousand bucks. Give you a keyword, you text in, money in your pocket. Dude, summertime? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Nice. Here's what I would do. I'd win it, not tell a damn person, and spend it selfishly all on myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing's stopping you from doing that, Do dude. it. Do I, it. It'll uh, be fun. Buy yourself all the things. You'll you could, like it. You could summer blowout. You could You could uh, maybe be responsible with it, pay some bills. Maybe you could save it for Christmas or something like that. Nah. 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 Dude, let's go to the club. Yeah. Throw it up in the air. Yeah. Watch women twerk. Hot laps, baby. Hot laps. Dude, I tell you, I, I don't know. Because I've never been in hot right. laps. I've heard legend of hot laps. But here's what I know. I bet if you go into hot laps with $1,000 in your pocket, you're the most popular dude there. The man. Dude, I'll, you know what? I'll adjust. I bet if you go into hot laps with a debit card, you are <laughs> the most popular dude there. Front row of teeth, maybe. Might be the, I don't know. I, I've never been. I don't. I'm knocking it and I've never even been. Didn't make a trip. For all I know, it could be the best gentleman's club in the history of gentlemen's clubs. Class field trip. The name of it kind of makes me feel like the word gentleman's going to be misspelled on the sign, but, you know, <laughs> you know, like I said, I've never been, so I don't know. I think they have a lunch buffet. We could probably make a stop there. <sighs> All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You got me. I'm in. I like it. Indians opening day. Yeah. Home opener. Home opener. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's opener. right. Yeah, yeah, home yeah. Opener. Sorry. I always get those words. I always get that confused. And uh, there's a little bit of me that's like... Nobody did was last week, but then at the same time, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. You know what? I am very egotistical that way, where I want my team to play mm-hmm. at home on baseball's opening day. I do. I want that. And I mean, I guess outside if of... If you make the World Series, why is it not that way? Outside of... Outside of the... Shouldn't be that, yeah, that should be the thing for making the World Series. You'd like to think so. That Schedule's you gotta, probably made before that's that, That's what right? I was going to say, is, is before that, they probably already have to have it planned. And you got to think, too, the earlier in the season you are, the more likely it is you're going to be dealing with snow, because let's be real, this time last ah. week, you know... Ah. Uh, Northeast Ohio was kind of getting beat up. Well, we've seen it snow on opening day plays. Right. Our home opener. I would assume if baseball was smart, you start games in the west and south, and you kind of uh, got to move your your way back up there. Um, I guess outside of the 20,000 or whatever fans that are going to Jacobs Field today, or or the the progressive field, or whatever the hell it is. It's it's progressive. (laughs) I guess outside of them, it's like, well, how is today any different for me? You know what I mean? Like, today I'm just going to go home, and I'd watch the Indians if they were playing in... in, in 4 o'clock anyway. At 4 o'clock anyway, right. So I would turn it on. So I guess it's no different for me, but you see people walking around, hey, high five and home opener. I'm like, are you going? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, what are you so excited about then? The Indians, if they were playing the Twins at 4, I'd watch it, you know? Yeah, I kind of feel it getting together. Yeah, you know, you you think there's got to be, like, some party. You think there's got to be, like, a... Well, day baseball is just like, well... We should get drunk, right? Like, there's something that's like, dude, where's the Miller Lite? I, I, I will agree to that 100%, but there's day games throughout the year, and none of them are like, dude. Well, I got dedication, Fantone. I don't know about you. I'm willing to get drunk for all let's, of them. Let's go binge drinking, and it's like, no, but the home opener, for, for some reason or another, we uh, we all get this romantic a, idea for it. I do. I'm mm-hmm. Like like I said, I'm just a casual baseball right. fan. I want the Indians to be good. Like, I want anything from my you know from my area to be good. Of course. But I'll, uh, I'll be honest. I, I do, like, the home opener, I do want to go to 
that. Like, I wish I was going. Like, I'm well, kind of bummed I'm not going. I, I, especially this year, I can understand. I mean, I, I think if, if you are going, you're supposed to get there before three because, you know, there's going to be. We talked to Scott from, Scott from Waiting for Next Year about this. There's oh, there's gonna yeah, be, plenty of stuff going uh, on. You know, the, the, the orchestra's the, playing. Raising and, of the Banner and Jim Tomey and Jim Brown and, and, and Austin Carr all throwing out opening pitches and all see, those that things. See, that all sounds like just keep drinking in liquid until it's Hell, over. Oh, sure. You know, <laughs> and then add right over. You, you do your thing there. But, you know, all that stuff, I totally understand why people want to go. But yeah, if, all the pomp and circus. But if you're not going, it's just an iron baseball game to me. It's just me, though. What do I know? I don't know why Fantos feels like he's got to urinate on <laughs> all you baseball fans. sucks. Look at them. They're all excited. There shall be no excitement. This thing is stupid. He won't let you have the excitement. So I saw this meme, dude, and I can't stop right. laughing about it. And okay. I hate this kind of stuff, right? Like, you know I hate this kind of stuff. But somebody took, like, the Google Maps thing and, like, figured out how long it would take you to walk from Cairo to Jerusalem. It turns out it's okay. six days. And then they put a picture of Movis and it says, wandered around for 40. <laughs> six days of 40 years there. Now I know the iPhone wasn't around. You yeah, didn't have GPS, Google Maps. Right, the GPS is definitely right. going to make things a little easier. Probably pretty easy to get turned around in the desert. You know what I'm saying? It's a, You're just walking and walking and walking. I would assume that it's pretty yeah, easy no, to I would make a wrong that turn that way. You know, so. Before the break, we were talking about how New York State's going to give people money to go to college. If your family right. makes under 125 a year, they'll let you go for free. Now, But right. here's the thing. They want you to stay in that state. As long as you took the money. If you only take the money two years, you only got to stay in New York two years You know, after you graduate. Reasonable. And it's not like you're not allowed to move. It's not like somebody's standing at the New York border telling you no. But once you move to Ohio, you're going to have to pay them back. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and Or, yeah, you could just pay up front right. and then get out. Right. It's totally up to you at that point. And um, I like that. I, I think, you know, and again, it's New York, so it's not like they're asking you to stay in some place that's awful. It's like, the, you know, it's the state, too. So, like, if you go to college in Albany, you're allowed to go to New York City. At that point, where else you want to go? New York City's pretty cool. Okay. Right? But somebody brought something up in this conversation that we didn't get to before the break, and he brings up an excellent point. And it was tweeted in, and he says, we need to be steering. This is the Mike Rowe, you know, attack, is that we need to be steering more kids towards trades, quality trades. And I agree. I think the world does come full circle, and I think we've been pushing so many people into two-year program, college programs, colleges, this and that, that might not necessarily be best suit for college. And I think there are like two-year specialty programs. Like this guy happens to be, I assume, I think I have this right, is a welder. And he's got a pretty good welding job here. And honestly, dude, I think he makes more money than we do. Like, I mean, we. And so, like, there is a misconception in this world that if you work hard with your hands, it's not the equivalent of working hard with a suit and tie on. Sure, sure. And I think that that does need to be well, dispelled. I, I think that needs to be dispelled. And a part of that is the concept of, well, you have to get educated. And education is the only silver bullet to anything. And you, if without that, you've got absolutely nothing. Because I, and that really is not true. In the, in the end of the day, there are going to be trades where... But with that, it's like... But you still went to a two-year training program, or you went to an apprenticeship, or something like that. It's not like you got. It's not like it used to be where you could just graduate high school and go walk to the factory line and get your job, and right. and, and, and 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 your wife didn't have to work, and you could have three yeah, kids and go on the vacation. Power company. It's not like that anymore. You do have to have some sort of training. Now, when it says four years of of higher education, when it says four years of state university, hopefully a part of that is if hey, if I just want to go to the to the start to the start count or the start state, you know, welding program and do that and. 
have that done in, in, in 18 months, well, then, yeah, that should be covered, too. That should be a part of, of free college. If of course gonna, that should be. If we're going to invest in kids who are going to take this money and never do anything with it out of that, we might as well invest in somebody who's going to be like, dude, just give me the two-year thing. I like job. Yeah. I want to go do that job. Then, yeah. That should totally be a part of it. It's, it. It shouldn't be, well, you can only do it if you're going to New York State University and, and you have to, you know, uh, you have to major in these three things. No, it should be any any form of higher education should Anything be a part of that. Anything in the world is cyclical. Anything. Everything in the world is cyclical. And if we keep pushing kids into colleges that shouldn't be there, and, not, and they that, can't sounds like the, that sounds like the wrong way to say that. But what's going to happen is, is we are going to turn around and need people to do trade jobs, and we're going to oh, be like, yeah. Where are all the people that know how to do now, this? Cheap, you know, cheap muscle they jobs. They all work at H&R Block because you told them they should have went to college. Cheap muscle jobs have, you know, for the most part, been moving away from the country. And, like, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a part of the reality. And automation is obviously a huge part of the reality as well when it comes to these trades. But you, you, you can't deny the fact that the jobs where you just, like I said, where you just walk off the high school graduation stage into a, a great job, that doesn't exist anymore. You have to do something. <sighs> I think that might have been one of those things we were always a little bit lying about, too. Where you look back on it and it was like, eh, isn't that a little glory days-ish? I mean, of course there's revisionist history, but if you're really talking about like the concept of like, well, making America great again, that's what was great about it. Was that, and, 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 and we can all talk about, well, was it the unions that did it or was it, you know, just, just the post, you know, war booms that were taking care of all those things and, and, and driving the economy. But that's what was great about it is that as long as you had a high school education, you were a, a productive member of society. You didn't have to be further educated. And, dude, that's a big part, I think, of what the left has really effed up on is like, well, if you're not a liberal, educated, this, that, and the other, you know, if you didn't go to these colleges, you're worthless. And it's like, no, that is not true. You still have, you still, but you, you, you can't just, you can't rest on it like you used to. disenfranchises who they're always trying to reach their hand in my pocket to try to help. Stop, well, stop, stop being a party of causes and be a party of people and be a party of what, you, of what people are actually dealing with. The only way that happens is what I've always been saying is by destroying those two and building one. That's, 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 I feel like that's the reality of what America is dealing with right now is that is that we all we all want jobs we all want to do something we all want to be a part of something but we're not prepared for it we're not ready for it we don't know what it is that we're supposed to do well yeah that's what the programs are for well that's what I'm saying and I, I, dude, I, I, I think I think a huge part of it is and I said this before the break is that we ask 18 year olds what they want to be doing when they're 40 and the truth of the matter is you don't know and you don't know you know how I know that is that nobody gets to tell me I'm wrong because I've been 18 and I've been 40 so I know that you don't know I've thought about it a million times about what I would do versus going to jail because I'm scared to death to do like hard prison time because, yeah. dude, I'm just kind of bitch made. I can't make it. I can't do it. I'm totally rat. I can't make it. Okay. And a guy did what I think I would do to get out of going to prison. We'll get into that next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, where in which you will win $1,000 here in just a few minutes. Cash money. With Rock 106.9's Double Payday Workday. We do it every hour, 6A to 9P, every weekday on Rock 106.9. $1,000 up for grabs. Next opportunity coming real shortly. Also, 9 o'clock, New Turd Tuesday, and I'm telling you, the local submission from this band called The Grim Republic, hit. Not a turd. Hit. Set out of Sea Falls? Yeah. So I was on my way home yesterday, and I just popped it in the, uh, well, in the old CD deck there. Okay. And uh, listened to the first song. I was like, yeah, maybe that one. Right. And then it was the second track on the album. And I was like, all right, that was pretty good. And I like went back. I was like, yeah, let me listen to it again. All right. And I was like, yeah, let me listen to that again. 
I had listened to the song four times on my way home. Jeez. From like an afternoon meeting. Rock 106.9 style there. And then, yeah. And then uh, I had listened to it two more times on my way into work this morning. And I still like it. Nice. And I still like it. Can't wait, buddy. Yeah. Nine o'clock. What is it? The Grim Repeat. What? The Grim Republic. Grim Republic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Not a turd. Pretty good. Not a turd. Not a turd. I might say hit. Wow. Might say hit. Wow. By now, you may have heard that a man leapt to his death in Youngstown over the fear of jail. I get it. I totally understand it. We do have a little audio from WKBN out of Youngstown. Let's take a listen to that. Robert Seaman's final hearing hadn't even been scheduled until after the Mahoning County Courthouse opened for business this morning. It was going to be a very informal, we didn't even think he was going to be here, in fact. Assistant Prosecutor Don Cancelamesa says lawyers in the case were going over what would be said this Wednesday in Portage County as part of jury orientation there, and Seaman never even went into the courtroom. This security camera video provided by the sheriff's office shows deputies escorting Seaman, who was dressed in civilian clothing, when he suddenly dives headfirst over the ledge. He landed on the floor of the rotunda four stories below and died minutes later. We were back at our office and heard the same news everybody else heard, that he had thrown himself off the fourth floor balcony. Seaman had been accused in the arson deaths of 10-year-old Corinne Gump and her grandparents, Bill and Judy Schmidt, March 30th, two years ago. That same day, Seaman had been set to go on trial accused of raping the young girl. Oh my God. A crime that would have brought a mandatory life sentence without parole if he had been convicted. Although Seaman insisted from the beginning he was innocent, even claiming he was under house arrest at the time of the fire, prosecutors wonder if this final act wasn't some sort of 11th hour confession. He knew the evidence against him. Every witness we had talked to in preparation for the case thought he did, they didn't know why he was not pleading guilty or not asking for some kind of plea. So this is very telling to anyone out there. Still, even after two years' time, his defense team had no idea it would come to this. No. He maintained no. his innocence no. from the get-go. He worked on his case with us. He was very responsive. That's his attorney? Yeah. Okay. If you're just joining us, uh, this is the story coming out of Youngstown where the guy leapt from the balcony in the courthouse. That was a little audio from uh, WKBN in Youngstown there. And again, accused of uh, lighting the house on fire and uh, it, it ended up killing the 10-year-old girl, both her grandparents. And I believe this was all based on the fact that she w- was planning on testifying against him for her rape and, uh, again, life sentence there. And I think he probably realized, eh, the evidence all points right at me. I know I did this, and I don't think I can do this kind of jail time. Let me just do this. Um, obviously, this is awful. You know, I, I, I hate even thinking about the rape of a child of and you know people burning alive. Obviously, it's a terrible way to go as if there's a good one. Um, but I can understand facing that and going, you know what? No, I'm just going to check out like I totally get it. I can't believe, honestly, in that kind of situation, like you're even in a lot of situations, man, you probably shouldn't be left up to your own devices there. Like maybe you should be. Yeah, I mean, he was wearing civilian clothes because obviously this was a court date. And and, but I mean, like he wasn't 
why didn't they have him in handcuffs and like those ankle cuffs? Like, I, I feel like that anytime you're transporting a prisoner was like, you know, the common way that it goes. I, 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 I don't understand why he wasn't. So and now he had two officers like standing next to him, like not like right next to him, but like standing within from where I am to you. am like within arms. reach. See, But that's even more suspicious at that point, because if you and I were somewhere now, again, I'm not looking to toss blame somewhere. But if you and I were standing somewhere and there was a ledge there and you started to walk away from me and I saw you stand up there i'm gonna grab your shirt pretty quick though this this really was like he must have known that he was gonna do this saw the opportunity and just and just took it and just because he did i mean it was like step step gone like it, it, it honestly i can't i can't fault anybody for not being able to grab him and dude he's a huge guy yeah like, he was not a little massive guy he's not little so either you could have grabbed him and you would have toppled you over may have go over, yeah, with you him. Went over with him probably more likely i um i understand doing it though as a guy who would really have a hard time facing, like, dude, if somebody said to me, you guys serve 25 years hard prison time, I'm telling you, I'm finding a way out of that. Uh, yeah. I I'm mean, finding a way out. I'm not doing that. I, um, I, I, there was a Don't commit me. crimes with me, man. I'm selling you out. <laughs> dude, I'm selling you rat out. rat you out in a heartbeat. For sure. He's wearing a wire right now. Yep. Right now. I do, I'm collecting data on everybody. Um, and It's it, me and Lamar Sharp versus all of you. As... As this story kind of developed yesterday, and I was kind of paying attention to it, and obviously, I mean, just the most horrific crimes you could perpetrate on somebody, the rape of a child, and then burning, burning people, and then burning yeah, you it's know, people to death. Those are just as, as heinous as, is the right word, as bad as it gets. Um, and there was a part of me yesterday, and I was kind of like, did this guy do this as like, I don't want to say as, a, as, as like a sign of remorse or anything like that, but, no. did this dude, but did this dude do this in the sense of... Did he feel so bad? And then I'm like, no, of no. course he didn't. He did this. Who's worried about him? He did this because he's a coward. He's like, worried about him. I wanted him. there to be. I wanted there to be like, uh, not that there's nobility in suicide, and that's not the point that I'm trying to make. But I wanted there to be a little bit of that, like you fall on the sword, like oh my god, I sinned so so greatly against mankind that I need to take accountability for this. But that wasn't what it was. This dude was a coward, and he wasn't going to be able to do it, and he he wasn't going to be able to yeah. serve his time and pay for his crime. And if and you're that kind of person, the way he took it. If you're that kind of person, you don't do the crime in the first place. Right. Right, it's something so terrible. You know I mean? This wasn't like, and I'm not trying to negate the tragedy or the, or the or the, the 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 real crime that is like, dude. If you get into an automobile accident and you kill kids because you got a DUI or something like that, I can somebody I, mean? I can totally understand somebody taking a header over that. Right, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm so guilty. I'm such a terrible person, and I see that. But this guy, that isn't that's not the case. When it's I was not. in high school, a guy I was friends with. His dad was backing out of his driveway, right. and a, a kid had been riding his bike, and he didn't see him, and he hit him, and it was purely accidental, right? but he killed the kid. Dude. And honestly, my buddy's dad, never the same. Remember what year that was? 93? I think that was one of my friends, dude. Yeah? Yeah, I really do. That was, I mean, dude, he was never the same, and you could tell, and it was just like- Yeah, I think that was one of my friends. And that's that. one of those things that it affects both families. Of course. Course, like that, like so crazy. And I just remember thinking, like, I felt bad for both people. And, you know, I, obviously, like I said, I don't want to put nobility in the concept of suicide because that's not it's not going to bring anybody back. It's not going to fix any problems or anything like that. But this dude did this because he's a coward. And and, and honestly, whether it was 11th hour confession or maybe just saving, you know, God, you know, it wasn't any of that. It, it was it was it was, it was saving himself right. the struggle of being in prison. Nothing more than that. Before you book your next flight. You have got to hear this story from the other day. We'll do that next and give you $1,000 now on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 
Another day of Rock 1069's double payday workday. It's every single hour, 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. You're getting hooked up with a thousand bucks. Your next opportunity, 810. They call it the double payday workday, but if you don't have a job, you can still win. We don't care. Probably got a better chance of right. winning. Sitting around listening to Rack 1069. That is your job. Not doing anything. That Just is your job. Listening, listening to the radio. I like it. Tweeting in, or uh, no, it's texting in the words. Yeah. We'll give you your next one, 810. And then again, 910. Oh, and again, New Tour Tuesday, mm-hmm. brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Mm-hmm. You're getting uh, new Big Sean, new Thomas Rhett, new Red Hot Chili Peppers, and none of that matters. Because, no, none of it matters. Oh. Dude, no, nah, nah, the Red Hot Chili don't matter. <laughs> okay. Because what you're also getting is a band out of Cuyahoga Falls called the Grim Republic, and they sent me a hit. Sorry, Anthony Kiedis. No, yeah, he doesn't matter. Who cares? He you, sucks. You Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, doesn't matter. Get you out. Want, you want to go meet him at the next iHeartRadio pool party? Who cares? No. You can meet the Grim Republic. I'm telling you right now, I'm taking <laughs> I, this, this true statement. I am taking this is happening. I already called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're okay. totally cool with it. All right. I'm yanking the Chili Peppers okay. out, and I'm putting the Grim Republic in on one song. There you go. One hit wonder. There you go. I'll be honest with you. The other three songs on the EP, not very good, but this one is pretty good. Got a hit on their hands. There you go. We'll play that for you. Also give you $1,000. Nice. So I have not flown since last August, I believe. Is, uh, I flew out to Oregon and then flew back. It's been a little while since you've flown, too, right? Because yeah, the last not, couple of trips you've taken, you've uh, done by car. Not in, this, not in the tenure of this show have I flown. It's wow, been a while. Dude, three years. It's been a while. And people like to go, you know, cheap on flights. Yeah, yeah. You know, like because dude, traveling's expensive. Do you throw the hotel in there, rental car, and plane? By the time you're in there, you're two grand into something. A plane in particular, of course, hotels and, and you, you spend money on food and all the different things that go into travel. But dude, it's astronomical what we pay for airfare right now. And when you consider like the the profits that that, that airliners make, I just I, I it well, boggles is my it mind. Though, like, because I mean, again, the word profits has been made to be like a dirty word. And here's the thing: you get picked up in your city and fly directly across the entire country and it takes four hours. That's not worth money? But of course it's worth money. I'm not denying that it's worth money. That's not worth 500 bucks? It's something that happens on a regular basis thousands and thousands of times a day. It's not like we're talking about new technology here. There's nothing like, oh, hey, oh my gosh. Well, wait a minute. I mean, just because something is successful and we've been able to duplicate it a bunch of times doesn't mean it shouldn't still... I mean, at the end of the day, they're picking you up off of the ground. I I understand. Putting you in the air, landing you on the other side of the country in under five Five hours safely, and you didn't die. I understand that the was worth five hundred bucks to me. I, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, as things become more commonplace, as things become like on a more regular basis, it's going to be less. And for some uh, reason dude, or another, flying's not the VCR though. Flying's not a DVR. Flying's not. It's it's not that. It's still my safety. So yeah, like I get like you know electronic <clears throat> devices getting you know put it back and forth. That's that's all. Where, what do you feel like financially? Airlines are spending so much money on your safety. Well, I mean the planes can't be cheap, right? <laughs> I mean they're I mean they're, they're a lot of money to make those. Of, of course, yes, of course. But and in, again, I'm the guy. I don't. It doesn't bother me when a company makes money because well they it's have not, to. It's, it's not that I'm saying I'm bothered by the company making money. All I'm saying is with the with the with the record setting profits that airlines make on a regular basis, I just like well you'd think eventually. See, again, I don't like the way that's presented. Because the newspapers and the blogs and everybody, record setting. Yeah. You know what we used to do when a company set record setting for profits? We said, way to go. Nice job running a good company. Now we're like, they're evil. They're making all the money. Take them down. And there's something wrong with that. I think a flight is easily worth. To me, if it says, if somebody said to me, now you start getting like 1100 for flights, that's crazy. But if you said to me, like, 
Christmas, I'm going to fly to Vegas. I'm going to go and see my family, right? If somebody said to me, we'll fly you from Akron, Canton, direct, and you can do this now uh, out of Akron, Canton, you can fly direct to Las Vegas. If somebody said to me, that's 500 bucks, totally worth it. But 11's not? So somewhere along the line, there is a line for you. Yeah, there is obviously a line where where it's, it starts to become a little crazy. But pe- like honestly, you tell me anywhere between five hundred and seven hundred and fifty dollars is totally acceptable for a flight for me. I feel like that's right about where we should be. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. And like I said, it's travel. It's not like a Blu-ray player. But United is all in the news right now, and I think that they should be because something was crazy here. They overbooked a flight. Right. And I believe they were leaving from Chicago and then heading back to Louisville. And they basically came over the, you know, loudspeaker and said this. We will not take off until all of our flight like personnel are seated and they were overbooked. So they needed customers to get out of their seats to make room for their crew, which I don't like dude you're overbooking you're knowing you're overbooking there's knowledge that you're doing this how you know how many people that plane can can hold my guess is this is part of the problem with like convenient ways to book expedia and kayak and all that i'm guessing that some of this leads to this i don't know but i'm guessing what i've heard it is is that airlines when they have full planes they will factor in some level of somebody didn't show up or wasn't able to make the flight and there's that like fa- that that well there's a little bit of buff room there and it's like no no there's not if everybody shows up you oversold it so they asked a couple of people to get off the plane and make room for the crew and they paid they offered 400 and then people said no and then they offered 800 and then a couple of people said yeah we'll do that this wasn't crew for this flight right this was crew for the next flight the next morning out of louisville so they had to be in louisville but they ask another man to give up his seat for a crew member and he says no says, you know what? I have to be in Louisville. There's this plane full of people because here's what happened. When people decided to say no, they randomly selected people. They say they randomly selected them. And then so three of those four people they randomly selected said, yeah, give us the money. Fine. We'll get a hotel. They're going to pay for that, too. They paid for everything. We'll get off the flight. We'll leave tomorrow morning. Some people can do that. This guy says, again, the, the article I'm reading says claiming to be a doctor, so I'm guessing they haven't totally verified that yet, but that he needed to be back in Louisville to see his patients. And he then refuses to get out of the seat. So, again, the airline's position is we're not taking off until all of our crew members are seated. This guy won't get out of his seat. And so then they decide they're going to move him. They call airline security, the guys that you know on the plane, and they forcefully remove him from his seat. We have that audio here. Where do you hear this woman's reaction to a man being drugged through the aisle of a plane? Guys, this is not right. Can't the pilots drive to Can't they run a car for the pilots and have them drive? That's him screaming. Because at first, now again, you can't see this. I know this is a little strange for the radio, but you can't totally see it. But the one security guard grabs him. He has him, I believe, around by the midsection or like at least the like uh, you know the shoulders or whatever. And he yanks him out of the seat, and the guy's head gets rammed into the seat across the aisle into the armrest of it. I mean, it's honestly it's a little jarring when you see it. I mean, listen to that. Oh my god. 
this is wrong. Oh my God! Look at what you did to him. They're not oh that at that God. point when she's saying that they are almost like at like uh, past her grabbing him up through the aisle. It looks like almost towards like the front near where the cockpit is towards the, like the door for the plane to get on and off the plane. This is crazy. And on some level, like how did this happen? Like it's economics on some level. It's nobody else on this plane, and I'm not blaming anybody for this, but I'm telling you what I would have done had I seen this. If I didn't absolutely have to be in Louisville the next day and I saw security come out and I saw I was like, this is going to get physical. (laughs) They're going to like yank this dude off this plane. Me as a human being. And what did I say yesterday about me? I hate being inconvenienced. Hate it. But if I saw that and I didn't absolutely have to be in Louisville the next day and they were going to pay for my flight, give me money and pay for my hotel before that happens. I'm like, you know what guys, honestly, you know what? I'll step up here. Somebody, yeah. Somebody along the line, you know, should have, but I don't know if any one person be expected to. And when that's the case, when it's like, well, somebody should do it, but nobody has to do it. You're going to have a tough time finding somebody, you know, like that. Some people will step up to the challenge there and some people won't. Obviously for whatever reasons, the people on this plane did not. Now I agree with you that like, this is wrong. And this dude paid for his, his plane ticket and was already in his seat. The thing with me is, is it's like, there. Well, who were the who were the last four people on the plane? Those are the four people that shouldn't get their seat. I mean, if, if this guy got here before everyone else, first come, first serve, a little bit there, right? Like, I'm already in my seat. I'm already sitting down. There were four people behind me, so those are the four people that you showed up late. Not, I mean, obviously you made the plane on time, but you were the last ones there. That's what would make sense to me. Now, at the end of the day, flying's not like a right of Americans, and obviously when you buy a plane ticket, there's terms and conditions on it, and I can guarantee you one of those terms and conditions is is that for whatever reason, if flight crew decides that you need to be removed from the plane, you got to get your ass yeah, off. Yeah, but his, Guaranteed. Lo- his lawyer's going to say, how did you select my client? From what I've heard, he was one of the people that initially said maybe, but then once they said, hey, the flight, the next flight to get you into Louisville won't happen until tomorrow morning, he thought, he was like, well, maybe I can if you can get me home this afternoon. And and, and so people were saying, well, is that why he got picked? Is that why, you know? Maybe. But even still. Like, if you're the airline, you gotta get, you gotta figure out a way to do this without it getting physical. You know, everybody in that can, essentially is what a plane is, in that can waiting for this flight to go, you know, everybody on there has a cell phone. I don't care what the flight attendant tells them about using it at certain times. When you forcefully remove right. somebody from their seat, what's the human being going to do? They're gonna be the person right. that captures, that's how we have the audio. This, I mean, it's not like the news station had but, that. That was camera. That was cell phones. But, but you know, you as obviously there's going to be situations where you do have to remove somebody from a flight, whether they're violent or whether they're unruly or drunk or whatever the case might be. And this guy, when, when, when officers came on board and said to him, like, hey, you have to get off this plane, as soon as he refused that officer's order, wasn't he unruly? Wasn't he not complying with their order? Yes. It, yes is the answer. Yes. He was non-compliant with should have handled it a better way, of course. I think United like here's the the whole problem is is that there's too many people on the plane. Right. So my thing is I know human beings. Somebody on that plane gets off of it for $2000. 
Of Somebody course. does. Keep throwing money so at it. So keep throwing money at the problem. Now, what you will have there is you'll get a guy like me in the row that starts getting us all together. If we all lock arms, they got to pay us a ton to get out of here. And so, like, that would, because, dude, I'm totally, I'm the Norma Ray of that. Like, no. I, <laughs> now, Chicago, I would be on that. Chicago to Louisville is a very short like, flight. It's got to be under three hours. Well, yeah, because for a drive, it's four and a half. So you're talking about an hour flight, so, hour and a half. I mean, at that point... <laughs> It's not like we're asking you, like, dude, no, we can't get you out to Los Angeles from, from, from Canton Akron. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, my God. So, really, realistically, you could have been like, hey, we're going to get you a rental car. I know it's a four-and-a-half-hour well, drive. You hear the woman in the audio say, why not just rent a car for the pilots that have well, to, that, or the, the crew? And, again, they're not pilots. I don't believe they were pilots. I don't know for if, sure, but I don't believe they were pilots. If, I think if, it was crew. If the flight that they're going to get on in Louisville leaves, you know, within an hour of when the plane's supposed to land down and the scheduling conflicts and blah, 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 blah. I can come up with a reason why, like, no, we can't have our, our staff do that. But, like, it's a four-and-a-half-hour drive. Like, you, you could very easily, like that guy, if he was like, oh, well, as long as you get me home this afternoon, well, then just drive your ass home. Yeah, we'll give you the rental car. All right, a guy just sent me a pic of the inside of the United, like, flight plane. Okay. And so I have, like, I, I, um, I have, like the list of seats where the exits ro- rows were. Oh, and he's the back of its fight club. Okay, I thought I was looking at something actual there. All right, um, if you're united, you gotta get. You have to find a way to where it's. Yes, I. The guy didn't follow the order, right? Right. But it's. And dude, this is this reminds me of something I used to say to Maxwell all the time. Dude, being right isn't sometimes isn't enough. And is the security guard right ultimately at the end of the day? Yes. But in the day and age of us having video of that and that being the story, being right isn't enough. And when you're talking about like, dude, you're not the only person doing this, right? There's Delta. There's all, dude, there's a million airlines. There's Allegiant. There's a million of them, right? There's Virgin Airlines. There's multiple options here. And when you have, when this is the video that's circulating now for a week that this will happen, and think about all the people listening to us right now that are thinking about taking a summer vacation and booking flights. Are you telling me, are you booking a United flight today? Probably not. Now, ultimately, they're an airline, so they're probably going to be okay, even though they did kind of have to be bailed out once upon a time, the, the whole industry. But so they'll probably be okay. But even short term loss isn't good. Well, no, of you course know what not. I mean? yeah, yeah, and this guy's obviously going to get paid. There's no question about oh, that. Oh, he's going to make a ton of money. There'll be a pushback, too, against, you know, against the airline. But the thing with that is, is like, dude, at the end of the day, we're all getting we're all getting hit so heavy when it comes to plane tickets. If they're selling tickets for cheaper than, than the other guy, you don't care. You can say that, oh, I'm standing in unity with this guy. No, you're not. When they uh, offer a plane okay. ticket $10 cheaper, you All right, buy. that's you and I. Think about the guy who's listening to us right now with a really good job who doesn't fly coach, who flies business class or first class who flies like nicer and is thinking to himself, you know what? I'm not giving my money because that's who matters. I'm, we going don't to, matter. I'm going to assume that guy is 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 not uh, too proud with his money there and is probably like, well, if I'm saving this money that I have, all the better. Yeah, I, I, I don't think America I don't think America has the, the morals to stand by this guy. Right, like, I, we're not flying United anymore. I'll okay. tell you right now, right. If, if I book my flight for Vegas today don't and care. United gave me a good rate. Care. Cares. Yeah, because you know what I would say, honestly, a little bit too, is that even though I think United's way in the wrong here, what I would say to myself is, is well, I'm not gonna bring, I'm not gonna bring myself to the point where they gotta like drag me out of my seat. I could be bought off. 
Because, again, I'm not a doctor like this guy has said he was. It has not been verified as far as I know yet. But, like, I'm an idiot who talks on the radio. Like, dude, Rock 106.9 and iHeartRadio will be fine without me for a day. But if you're a doctor and patients are expecting to see you, uh, you know what I mean, time and that whole thing, when you're supposed to be available to them, like, what happens to, like, what if his patients died? Whoa, had he not been on the plane? I mean, the guy's in the crosshairs of that. There's enough. The problem was is there was too many people on the plane. Somebody on that plane would have taken more money. You just keep, that's a problem, dude. You just keep making the number bigger until you solve it so you don't have cell phone video. Imagine that. If the cell phone video comes out today and it's like the the steward, a uh, sorry, flight attendant, like now turns into like the highest bidder and like, we'll take 500, 700, 800, whatever. And that's the thing. Like if the story then became United w- went so far as to pay somebody $5,000 to make sure that this happened right, then it's good press. But a guy being dragged, it looked like he, uh, honestly, like the video I'm looking at, dude, it looks like he was beaten. He wasn't, but it looks that way. And I'm telling you, I just think it's bad for your bottom line business. I just think it's bad for business. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We're doing Rock 106.9's double payday workday. Here's how this works. Every hour, 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, every weekday, we pass out 1000 bucks. Your next keyword comes 810 on the Stansberry Show. Making rain. Yeah, pretty excited about that. I like it. 9 o'clock is New Church Tuesday. I'm telling you, the local submission is good to hit, not a turd. I'm voting early. You're not you're not zinging when you should be zagging here. You're not nope. pulling a fast one on us. I'm telling you. you, I couldn't believe it. I was on my way home from the golf course yesterday, mm-hmm. and I like so I put it in, and I listened to the first song. I'm like, yeah, all right, that one's all right. Maybe we'll do that. And the second one came on. And I was like, well, wait a minute, and I listened to it again. I, like, all right, all right, all right. I still kind of like it. Listen to it again. I was like, oh my god, I kind of like it. Listen to it again four times on my way home. Rock Hall of Fame right there. Got up uh, uh, this morning, drove into work, listened to it two more times on my way in to make sure. And, dude, I'm going to stand behind. Now, again, I, I want to remind everybody, we're talking local band here. Right. Okay, so it's not, not like I'm going to be like, dude, this is the greatest record ever. But, like, not a turd. I'll play it for you and give you 1000 bucks 9 o'clock. So I saw this, and um, it's pretty interesting. Okay. Out of Finley, Ohio. Well, I don't know if you've heard about this yet, but a 23-year-old woman uh, is being accused of robbing a male taxi driver. And apparently she was with two men while she did it, and they claim those guys are still on the loose. Brittany Carter was charged with a first-degree rape and aggravated robbery after she sexually uh, charged... Um, she sexually assaulted and then like robbed a cab driver. This is back in January. Okay. So they had called the cab to a, to a hotel in Finley. So she gets in the cab with them. Now, they keep saying cab, not Uber. Right. So I'm assuming this is actually then cab company versus Uber. Which feels kind of strange. I, I guess. I mean, are taxi cab drivers driving around with that man much cash? I would assume you're not driving around with much at all. Well, wait till I tell you how much they took. Okay. Okay. So... Apparently, Brittany gets in the car with these guys, and it says here she performed a sex act on the 29-year-old driver while one of her passengers that came with her held a knife to his throat. Jeez. Jeez. During this exchange, they were able to get, it says heisted, heisted 
$32 from his pocket. Yeah, I was going to say. Before yeah, Flint. It's not, it's not like... By design, I I don't think they carry a lot of money. Right. They know that they're... It's like pizza pizza drivers. You know right. what I'm saying? And and honestly, in the day and age of, of everyone having a debit card, I would assume it's even less important to have like change on you. So yeah, under 40 bucks makes sense. So the 20-year-old has been charged with aiding and abetting Carter's sexual assault of the taxi driver. He's also been indicted for aggravated robbery and has a murder warrant in a nearby county. Third passenger, they say, will be charged once they identify. Both those guys, I think, are on the loose. The cops say we don't know why she did it. And they say maybe it was a way to distract him so they could get the money out of his pocket. But, I mean, you already have the knife knife to his his throat. throat. She didn't have to. It says performed a sex act on him. I think we all know which one that was. I mean, obviously, if it would have been intercourse or if it would have been, you know, they would have said, you know, had sex with him. I mean, the guy's driving. There's I'm guessing there's only the one of two things she may have performed on him. And I got to be honest with you, dude, holding a knife to my throat while performing that sex act on me. It just goes to show you one man's trash is another man's treasure. So I got to be I'd be like, dude, dude, take the thirty two dollars out of my pocket. I, what do you want? I, 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 I guess maybe the distraction, but I, I can't wrap my head around why she did that either. I mean, like, I think it, it was to turn one of the other dudes on. Okay, okay. I was going to say maybe humiliation, but it's not like this was a personal story. You know what I mean? Like, not if if it was a personal, you know, if this woman would have known this guy previously or something well, like that, then maybe it is Finley. Not real big. Oh, I would no. imagine if you right. take cabs around, you probably learn the cab drivers. I, I, you know, I guess maybe to turn the other dude on is the totally is is the is the only logical explanation right? there, right? Well, whether it's that or you know, I'm just trying to come up with the. I'm gonna put a knife to his throat. Now you blank his, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's weird. Here, now here's the thing: in the mugshot photo, she doesn't look so good. But she's posted some, I mean, obviously she had a social media account. Like, right. here's the thing. Like, she's attractive. Like, she's an attract, And you just don't think about, like, a 23-year-old attractive woman no. being a sexual assailant. But of course they are. Well, of yeah. course they are. It's but potential you just, in anybody, dude. You just, yeah. yeah, you just don't think of it that way. When you think of crimes like that, you just think of it like monsters, um, not beautiful people. Um, I guess she, you know, obviously... <laughs> Drugs is a part of this. There's no debate in my well, mind. Yeah. What do you about think that. they were doing at the hotel? Right, and what they were going to do with that money? The money. And right. I guess once you start introducing drugs and weird sex stuff and a violent history, then yeah, I guess this is this is kind of how this all goes down. I'm shocked a bunch of twenty year olds didn't film it. Like I'm shocked that that's not the thing. Like we know you did it for sure because right. there's the film of you doing it. Right. I can't believe three twenty year olds were were doing this, and it's not on Snapchat. I can't believe that. We'll get you all ready for opening day and make you $1,000 richer next on Rock 106.9. Getting along with a couple of guys that I know that are really good at the food game. And uh, I would be more like the money and the naming and like that part. And like we'd go in and do this together. And I'm thinking about asking a couple of buddies to go in. Stan's very profiting off the hard work of others. I like the style, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I get it. Absolutely. You know, and so I've been kind of curious where the food truck game is down here because you just okay. don't see him as much. Okay. Yeah. And I would assume part of that is especially because where I live, like the downtown businesses are like, you know what, dude, kind of stay out of here because yeah. we're selling food. That was that was a point of contention. I think like two years ago, downtown business owners were very against food trucks. And I can understand why, where it's like, dude, we're the ones who put up brick and mortar here. We're the ones who bust our ass every single month. And you just want to come down here for two hours just to suck up our lunchtime profit. I get that. Yeah. See, in a lot of cities where where they get away with it is is that the food trucks will come out at night 
and service bar patrons sure. when the bars aren't selling food anymore. Sure. But if you park outside of George's, who's got food till 2.30 in the morning, you're hurting them. And, you know, I, I can understand certainly, like, food trucks when they go places, you know, like industrial parks or, or, or stuff like that, then fine, yeah, because there's not a restaurant literally right there fighting to, survey, to stay alive. Yeah, no, you go over by where, where that marathon plant is and all that, I bet you could make a mint. Even, I mean, even up in here, if you went outside of Timken, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, of, course God. of course there's restaurants down by Belden, but, like, dude, if you went to Timken right now, then, yeah. You save people the hassle. That's, that's reasonable. And a lot of times what you'll see is you'll see brick-and-mortar restaurants then have a truck on the side. My, sure. My buddy up in Cleveland owns Touch, and he has you know the Touch restaurant, and then he also has the truck. I love Rob, good dude. It was a Canton restaurant that just went from being a food truck to actually being a restaurant. Really? Yeah, Lobster Louis. They were uh, they were a, a, a staple of First Friday. You saw them all the time, and now they have an actual like restaurant up in North Canton. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to try that. So there's this food truck that I've heard lore of, and then I saw. Okay. Actually, one day, but they weren't serving food. They were just driving around, and they must have been like you know in between locations. But okay. they happened to show up at one of the golf courses I play, and they were just there. I don't know, real quick, and then they left. But it's called Beach Bum, and I haven't been able to find them anywhere. Oh yeah, I looked I've heard on Twitter. This. I looked on Twitter, and, and, and like people are talking. I saw a, little, a bunch of the reporters from the rep talking about them, but I can't find the Twitter account because the thing with food trucks is you want to follow them on Twitter because then they'll tell you this is where we're going to be today. And I just want to know when I to catch these guys because dude, looking at their menu, it's like carnitas. And chicken corn, to, you know, it's all tacos and like that Delicious. kind of stuff, dude. I there love that go. kind of stuff. That West Coast style of, uh, of tacos there. I, I, dude, and you know, now that we're getting into summer, I mean, there's going to be more and more of those out. Um, if you run one of those, dude, hit your boys up. Yeah, dude, no, I, 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 I want to know because I like trying stuff like that. Yeah. I love trying stuff like I that. I have a buddy who uh, who owns one and uh, it's called the Raging Avocado. It was just up in North Canton not too long ago. Really? So, uh, yeah, dude, we should uh, we should get in the uh, in the food truck game, dude. We should, uh, we should <laughs> start eating more tacos, essentially, is what we should do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have an idea. No, I'm not going to tell anybody. All right. But I have an idea for a food truck. I already have the color scheme, the graphic, Jeez. the whole thing ready to go. Same I have way. the idea. I have the six different versions of the food I'm thinking about making ready to go. I've already lined up like the supplier of the thing I need. My buddy in Orville's already got me a, like a good line on that. And so, and it's local. Right. I like the food would be sourced here locally. Okay. And honestly, I've been thinking about working on it, and I know they cost a lot of money, and it's a lot more undertaking than people think. But, dude, I got hours in the afternoon free where I could put – if I put my mind to this, I think I could get a food truck on the road in a couple – Maybe 18 months. Stansberry. 24 I'm, months. I'm all about it, dude. Just trucking around Stark County, dude, slanging food out of the back of it. I love it, man. I, dude, I'm idea. telling you right now, I think it's a good idea. All right. I'm in. I need to start finding a way to, you know, well, make money off my name because yeah. radio shows don't do No, barely. <laughs> just, just barely. So opening day today, kicking off. Up at Progressive Field, and uh, you know we talked about this to start the show out this morning. You know what, dude? Give me a little hammy. Get me, get me yeah, all we excited. Do, we could do that. This. What is that? Beach Pumps food trucks out of Louisville. You might have to start walking back some of the things you say about that place. They, they make say. they make good tacos. I'm a- from what I understand, they make good tacos. It's West Coast tacos, not fried chicken, right? <laughs> Jesus Jeez. Lord. Jeez. Why do you do that? Jeez. If I ask most Northeast Ohio sports fans yeah. right now, yeah. You can have an NBA championship or a World Series. What do they want? They're going to say no, the World Series just because it's different. I mean, if you ask most dudes right now, you can bang your wife, you can bang another chick. You know what I mean? Like, most dudes are going to be like, well, it's different, so who cares? You know what I mean? So I uh, I, I, I think, and there's also that. that uh, Don't do it. We'll bang your wife. <laughs> also, there's that. <laughs> it's awful. That, that, but probably true. That high ground that baseball thinks it has and baseball fans think they have and that, like, well, we're just a smarter group and we're just, a, you know, we're just better. It's just Dude, a better 
one more person tells me that people aren't smart when they don't like baseball on TV, I'm honestly I'm going to beat you to death with a seven iron because I could make the same argument about golf. I, I I think we all get this romantic, or, or at least sports fans get this romantic idea about baseball and how it's such you know oh that's the way it's supposed to be in America's pastime and all that. So yeah, I think all that plays into, and obviously some LeBron hate as well. But I think all that plays into um, why they would prefer a World Series title over an. There's some part of the Indians that feels like unfinished business too. Mm-hmm. So I think that plays. Although there, there, there were Cavalier scenes in the nineties that were really good too. Oh yeah, dude. If it wasn't for Jordan, the Cavs would have won a championship in the nineties. Maybe too. I stand, I stand firm to that 100%, dude. There was Cavs teams that certainly would have won. Um, but oh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan was in the way. Um, I, I think the uh, a difference there is, I guess when LeBron came back and you had different expectations. That is always going to play a role in it. And it's like, well, with LeBron's here, every, every year has to be a championship or it's a bust. And with the Indians last year, yeah, they were good throughout the season. And some people, you know, I, I know Sports Illustrated two years ago predicted an Indians World Series. I know you did. But for the most part, nobody had these high hopes on the Indians. Nobody had these like, dude, they're going to do it. So when they came out and when they overperformed and when they gave you a, a run at a championship that you didn't expect, I think it became like, oh, I really like those guys now where LeBron you expect to get that you know in the Cavs you expect to get that championship run. yeah there's a little bit of that like almost like it's owed to you again how dare Northeast Ohio sports fans feel that way you got pissed on for 55 years straight and it's like oh well now we're owed it now we're owed it God wait till November you're gonna be pissed on again (laughs) you know what I mean yeah no there is a little truth to that I yeah, there it's definitely gonna be the well we just had an NBA championship, so give uh, me the World uh, Series for sure. Who wants it? Uh. And I think that's probably more likely. I am really, really starting to doubt the Cavs' ability to win a championship. I think I heard Karan Butler say this yesterday. You know, he played in the league sixteen years and he said, Look, he's like everybody keeps talking about how the Cavs are gonna flick the switch. He said the truth of the matter is this. One Cavalier can flick the switch. His name is LeBron James. The rest of those guys can't just turn on, turn off the way everybody's saying that they, they, they can. It's like that whole thing banks on LeBron. And if, you know, he's like, and if you start, he's like, if those guys don't, he's like, if they can't match what he does, you're not going to win. And I, like, I, like I said, we got a championship. LeBron, in my opinion, has kind of done what he was supposed to do that whole bit. But he's doubling down on these championships. And if he doesn't win, it is going to wildly negatively affect his legacy in the game. Now, I think that that's unfair, but fair doesn't enter into adult life very often, and it will negatively affect how he is perceived. It's going to be the, oh, you rested and still can't win? That's what people are going to say. Whether that be fair or not, that's what they'll say. Alliance, there is something really strange happening in your city, and I want to examine that. But before we do, let's get you hooked up with a 1000 bucks. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to win the Rock 106.9 Double Payday Workday will happen 9-10 on the Sandsbury Show. Every single weekday, 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. $1,000 up for grabs every single hour. A lot of cash getting handed out around here. Yeah, I like it. I like it, too. Probably upgrade the clubs at that point. Just had somebody just walked into the studio and be like, Hey, Sandsbury, here's 1000 bucks. I don't need you. You can have it. Probably be new sticks. I would think it was, it was, it was that would be like the nest egg, the starting point for uh, for the Stansberry food truck, dude. Nah. Don't be wasting that money. Nah, I'm gonna win tournaments, and that's okay. how I'm gonna get the money. All right, no, well, dude, I, that's a solid investment. I, I won't, I won't be able to do that. But no, I probably, yes, I probably should start the nest egg truck, man, for the secondary business. But no, yeah. I would probably buy a set of tailor-made M2 irons. Probably what I would end up doing. Stansberry just driving around in his food truck, selling tacos out of the back of his truck. It's not gonna be tacos, but I do have an idea. 
It's a food item that I believe is for a for a city that's food crazy yeah. is underserved here. I, I just want you to, to, to make sure you can't just start selling stuff out of the back of your trunk. You can't be like, hey, dude, hey, you, what do you want? You want a gyro? I'm gonna make it in my trunk for you, dude. If it works for juvenile and rappers, <laughs> it can work for me. So something really strange is happening in Alliance, like really strange, and it involves their police department. We have a little audio here. And we'll listen to this, and then we'll try to figure out what the hell's going on out there in Alliance. Retired Alliance Police Chief, now Councilman Lawrence Dodoro, was surprised when he learned third-hand that the city's current police chief, Scott Griffith, was placed on administrative leave. Anything that you know of that happened that would concern you as a council person enough to warrant the suspension or paid administrative leave of Chief Griffith? There's nothing I'm aware of. Dodora says See, the now, city's isn't that mayor. strange? Like, how, I mean, how does nobody know what that is? I don't understand how that happens, because he's the police chief. So somebody above him, like the chief would go to an officer and say, yeah, we're doing this, you're suspended or whatever, and here's why, this and that. So somebody above the chief has to come do that. And so, like, where's the person that says, I'm the guy that told him, and here's why we did it? Where is that person? There's nothing I'm aware of. Dodora says the city's mayor, law director, and safety director aren't telling him or anyone else on council either. I guess there's a point to be made there of if there's three different individuals who are making this decision, it's not like this was just the mayor. You know what I mean? Like, and now, granted, I have no idea what the relationship is between those three individuals, but there was three different jobs listed there. You know, the safety director, the, the, the law director, and the mayor. If all three of those people were involved in this suspension, I guess it makes a little bit more, there's a little more ground room there, you know, a little bit more like, all right, I see, I, at least I know it's not just like a power crazy mayor. Yeah, that does help that. Aren't telling him or anyone else on council either. You've asked the mayor or the safety director, I would imagine, to give you some information. Yes. At least even in executive session. Uh, yes. Confidentially. Yes. Which is al allowed by Ohio law. Yes. And you've got what response? Uh, they can't answer me. Because, okay, so you can't do something publicly. All right, there's an investigation going on, and publicly we can't give the information out because of this, that, and the other. Fine. But if you're not giving it to the city council, like, obviously, like they said, that's within Ohio law. Uh, are they worried about leaks? Because it's within law, but it's not a law requiring you to do it. So maybe they're worried about that office leaking. We asked the mayor whether he believes that conduct violates the Sunshine Law. We are conducting an independent investigation. Uh, I think that's the best way to handle things. And uh, those matters are confidential, and I cannot talk about them until they're completed. Mayor Alan Andriani describes the action against the chief and patrolman Christopher McCord as a personnel matter, which can be discussed with council in executive session, but is not. It is not so much the actions as the secrecy attached to them that Dodora and others in the community are aggressively questioning. I've not seen a scenario where administrative leave included um, a directive that you don't communicate with any of your coworkers. That you don't see. Anytime you're doing something out of the ordinary like that, and it's law enforcement, and like you know, those kind of things are involved. All you're going to do is whip up the suspicion and conspiracy theories of your community. 
Why, like, why would you not want to be open with what's happening with law enforcement? Well, especially when it comes to, like, you've got people asking questions. Sunshine Law should be in effect here. I, 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 you definitely, it looks guilty. There's no question that this, what are you doing? What are you, what are you hiding? Now, I've heard rumors. Now, there are strictly rumors because nothing's ever been verified to me. That the, that the mayor and this police chief were, you know, there's corruption involved in both ends there, like, together. And so maybe that's why the mayor is like wanting to be like a little tight. I mean, self-preservation. I mean, that's ultimately in any problem that you want to solve. I believe that the good thing to do is start who benefits, follow the money and who benefits from somebody being removed. Who? Because it sounds like to me, like Scott Griffin, the police chief fall guy, right? So get him out of the way. Let's get him out of there, and then you know, then this thing might go away. And so I would look to see who benefits. And my guess is, my guess, and again, I'm purely speculative, is that the mayor is the one who benefits. And there's been, you know, there's been issues I've heard with him. Included um, a directive that you don't communicate with any of your coworkers, that you don't participate in any law enforcement activities whatsoever. Uh, that you don't, you know, occupy, you don't, you don't uh, frequent the facility, and uh, uh, that uh, um, if you do any of those things or talk to anybody in, in, the, in the municipality, that you have to report directly back to the safety service director. We're doing our due diligence, and sometimes when that occurs, mayors, safety service directors, and law directors cannot defend themselves, they cannot speak about things until the process is completed. Others who are on the outside looking in believe the secrecy is eroding confidence among constituents in the city and damaging the credibility of city officials. Seeking truth. That's all we're doing is seeking truth. We're not trying to disrupt. We're not trying to interfere. We're not trying to circumvent. We're just asking what is going on and why. I would want to know that. And I don't think that's unreasonable to be asking those questions and to want to know that. It's a police chief. And so in what you're capable of doing with that position, if you need to be removed from it, I want to know what the hell was being done. I'm reading this from the Alliance Review right now. And along with the police chief, Scott Griffin, being being suspended, um, also a patrolman, Christopher McCord, was on paid administration leave as well until Is further notice. Connected? Are they claiming that's connected? Yes, he relieved men of all, uh, both men of all duties, and banned them from having contact with any member of the Alliance PD. So again, or speaking to the media, I'll draw conclusions, which isn't great, but I'm going to do it. Okay, my guess is, and again, purely a guess, the officer was told to do something. Somebody found out about it. Let's get rid of him, and then the mayor's like, "Eh, well, the chief police kind of there too," and like the chief of police probably tried to get the officers back for it. You know, man up for him, and now they both got to be removed from it because the mayor's looking to cover his own ass. Now, I'm purely speculating. Okay, I don't know. I've never met the man. Don't know what his politics are. I, honestly, I don't pay a lot of attention to what's going on in the alliance local government. Um, it says here no details are provided in the letters for the reason of 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 the suspensions. However, the re- uh, the review requested calls of the dispatch to report which calls McCord had gone out on within the city limits of the past thirty days and received three. They were all about a warrant check in North Canton for some reason, 
Why would that? I, I don't know. I don't know. This like this whole thing. It's it's a head scratcher. Like there's just so many moving pieces and parts. And I guess when you don't get answers and when you ask questions and you don't get answers, all you're left with is this speculation of like, well, what does everybody is this, say? Is it that? Is it this? Is it? If you're not trying to hide something, you just tell the truth. That's what everybody's going to say. Now that's not always applicable to every situation, but. Do you start removing cops and police chiefs from power and you're not telling me why? I'm scared of what might have been happening. We we obviously have plenty of listeners in Alliance. So if you're out there and you have insight on this, dude, by all means, send him send, send a message, send us a tweet. I mean, something so at least we can get like, well, what is going on? All right. Like, yes, I like that. But what's going to happen now is this dude's been a well, scumbag sure, and I've known sure, it for years. Sure, I mean, sure, that's yeah. I mean, dude, if you know something, right, 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 right. that's the better way. Yes, I do like that, though. I, uh, I like I'm telling you. You start removing guys, because, dude, the police, dude, the chief police, the chief of police and alliance, I'm guessing do small town, that's probably a little bit of power, like a lot of power, and yet you removed him, which means it was something, and you're not telling us, and I'm kind of curious as to what that is. I'm, I can't, honestly, I'm, oh, that sounds bad, but, like, I'm, like, I kind of want to feast on the story. I, I can't wait to find out what the thing is, and I guarantee you it's going to be one of these, can you believe that's what that was? Kind of sounds like we're gearing up for one of those. We'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to snag yourself a $1,000 with Rock 106.9's double payday workday happens 9-10 on the Sandsbury Show. Just think about what you could do with 1000 bucks. Hot laps, here I come. Here's what I would tell you about that. Phantom's been on that all morning. And now the Is hot dude, laps. Take 800 and put it in the sock drawer at home. Take 200 hot laps. You're still going to be the richest dude in there. I'm guessing. Watch that be like the player's ball in there where it's like every dude with money like secretly hangs out in hot laps. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Where is that place again? Oh, I'm beautiful Louisville, Ohio, dude. The ultimate strip club is what a lot of people call it. Oh, my God. The ultimate strip club. I don't know who those people are, but they call it that. Louisville strippers, huh? All right. I mean, all right. I mean, I guess. I I mean, I remember when I lived in, in Oregon, and there wasn't like a strip club in the town where I lived. But like the closest city, like city life was this place called Medford. And they said, well, we're going to Medford and we'll go to the, we'll go to the strip club. And I said, I was like, dude, Medford strippers? Really? Like, do you, you want to go to Portland? I'll go do that. But Medford? I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's a, uh, it's a pretty highly reviewed place, dude. Uh, you know, by whom? <laughs> 3.2 stars on the Google, on the Google, Is that you right? know, so I think that's pretty decent. Okay, I want I want the proprietor of Hot Laps to know that I'm not knocking it. I'm not, not knocking it either. One of the reviews reads, not a good time. The girls look like they're smokers. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if the strippers, if they smoke the cigarettes. Who cares? This guy does, apparently. <laughs> you know what, dude? If you're taking off your money, if, if you're taking off your clothes for money in Louisville... Dude, smoke the Marlboro Reds, right? Larry says in the Facebook review, great oh place God. to meet fun people and have a good time. So hot laps, dude, you know, hey, it can go either way, dude. Well, dude, give me more on Larry. <laughs> I need. To, <laughs> I mean, you can't just be like random internet user says this. I need to know 
You give me his backstory. I would assume Larry. How is many a cats were in that profile pic? I would assume that Larry is a connoisseur of the uh, the good times, and uh, yeah, the he guy finds owns him. He finds him in hot labs. I feel like Larry's the kind of guy that owns a sword, and it's on like top of his TV, middle of the living room, right? Yeah, could be. Right, yeah, not too far yeah, off. Yeah, like, Larry. Too far off. Larry owns mall swords. Well, that's, whatever, dude. That's, hey. Dude, the mall sword guy's always weird. You're going to you're going you're buying you know a, a, a katana and you're and you're going nah, to hot labs, dude. The dude. dude, the katana guys are always sweaty, right, and you know right. my dude. This Sweaty means guilty. I don't know, dude. I feel like this might be the lunch on uh, the lunch planes this afternoon. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so at all. I honestly, I dude, if I'm going hot, dude, it, I want it to be as dark as humanly possible <laughs> before I go to Olives. I would hate to be that drunk at like noon to be like, dude, this is a good idea. No, dude, like that's like one thirty. Hammered, trying to convince the Uber driver to take us there. It's oh, gonna dude, be okay. Come on, take us to Hot Labs. Do we know you're Mexican? But it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I won't let anybody in Louisville hurt you, buddy. We're gonna be fine. Yeah, that sounds like how that night goes. Yeah, just take 62 out there, and I think you get off. Where do you get off on Ravenna Avenue, right there? There you go. Hot laps right around the corner, baby. Jesus, right dude, we're even. Taking, dude, we're taking the you open at 11. Dude, we're taking you all the way to the front door. <laughs> we don't do this for the clients that pay us. And now Fantone's taking you all the way to the front door of Outlaps. For the record, if you win the double payday workday from Rock 106.9, yeah. you're allowed to spend the money on something else. <laughs> Dude, I, what am I going to do with all these Hotlaps gift cards? Dude. Jeez. Oh, my God. I better Jeez. get one of those for my birthday. Yeah. I don't know if they have gift cards there. I feel like we're probably, probably just a piece of paper that says I owe you. <laughs> be pretty funny. So uh, there's something happening in Colorado that I'm uncomfortable with. Okay. Okay. Smoking a bunch of weed? No, I, no. you know, that one's all right. <laughs> all right. Got that one figured out. <laughs> that okay. one's okay. Yeah. Money falls from the sky. That whole thing. Everybody okay. knows where I'm at on that. Okay. Um, but the cops are starting to do something in Denver that, uh, that has me a little uncomfortable. And I understand that high speed chases are a problem for police departments, right? Yeah, we just talked about one not that long ago, and it can totally be a huge issue. I mean, you think about, obviously, you're putting the officer's life in, on the line, but a lot of collateral damage can come out of a, oh, a high-speed chase, you know, high chase as well, so I, I totally understand why the less of those you have, the better it is. So what they're doing now is is that there's one police department in in um, uh, Colorado, it's not Denver, but it's like outside of there, and they've they've got a pilot program, and what it is is they have GPS darts that can be fired from the front end of the police cruiser attached to the car and then will track you. Okay. So technically, okay, they okay. don't have to chase you at 100 okay. miles per hour through any given town. So, it, all right, when you said darts, I was like, well, how would a dart, get, but you're talking like something that, like a suction. It's, like I mean, a it's like a bullet. I mean, okay. like, it's like okay. a, uh, you know what it almost looks like? Hmm. Like a racquetball can. Okay. Like a tennis ball can okay. kind of looks like that. They fire it, it, it from the, like the bumper of the front of the police cruiser. It attaches to the back of your car, and then they can kind of track you with that. They don't necessarily have to like chase you. Okay. Okay? Okay. So I understand this is going to be sold to me as, well, cops don't have to do 100 miles per hour. We're going to keep officers safe and this and that. Well, that's great. Now that the GPS darts are the size of a tennis ball can, but think about this. How long are they going to be that big? Well, not that long. I mean, you, you have GPS on your phone right now, so <laughs> you know the technology obviously already there. That's what I'm saying, is that sooner or later, this is going to be, those, they'll be able to fire this thing at you without you feeling it, hearing it, or knowing it's there. And now, dude, this is like, I, this is where corruption and overreach and all this stuff happens. I want to keep people safe. I totally <sighs> do. Now, again, I will remind you, I, 
at first, at the first idea of body cams, I was like, nah, I don't like that. And then I got turned around by it by talking to a police officer about why it was all right. And I got turned around. But, like, this one makes me nervous, man, because, dude... Any, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I, I think that there's a, this is a serious uh, step for overreach here. Of course. And I mean, I think there's always going to be a potential of that when you're dealing with, with law enforcement. But I guess like to me, like I said, I mean, you've already get, you're already essentially GPS tracking yourself with your phone. And if an officer wants to look at, you know, at your, 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 your phone records for, for a criminal investigation, all they would have to do is get a warrant. I would assume, you know, and obviously we can talk about, well, if they're not getting the warrant and it, but if we're assuming that they're doing things by the book, because if they're, if they're going to, if they're going to, if they're going to, if they're not going to get a warrant for you when they're GPSing you via this dart, they're not going to get a warrant for you to check your phone records and do all those things. So it, to me, it kind of feels like we've already crossed this bridge and it's just like cops now have the capabilities to kind of use it to their, to their favor. I, I don't know if I'm, 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 I'm vehemently against this. I'm not crazy about it. I know what, I, you know, everybody's telling me what you're afraid of is already in your pocket. Fine. But they don't. Do the cops know that? Like, the, the, I mean, well, I guess if they run the plate. Yeah. I guess if they run the plate that, well, unless, am I in a stolen car? Or, or you know what I mean? Sh- do, do you sure. not know? I just think this is one of those things that the, we're going to be sold on, we're going to keep officers safe, and everybody's going to go, yep, that's fine. As long as we do that, we're all right. And then, I mean, for two years, I've been having to listen to Twitter tell me how cops can't handle things responsibly. And now all of a sudden, they're going to handle this well? I don't know, bro. I, I dude, it just feels like a reach to me. It feels like a very big reach to me. And anymore, what are we chasing what? people at 100 miles per hour for anyway? With all the rest of technology, anyway. Well, what difference is it whether it's a a a, a GPS dart or if they sent a drone after you? Well, again, I would worry about drones. I worry about some of that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I think that there are good applications for them, but there's a way for this to not a way. It will happen. So how? Okay, in the sense of somebody, you know, flees a scene or something like that. So you're not supposed to chase them. A cop shouldn't chase them. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't chase them. Oh, okay. You're, so, but you think no. that, you think the cop going behind him and chasing them—that's the way to do it. I, 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 I'm not sure it's the best way to do that, and I'm sure this will help reduce that. And they said it's been like you know, I, I think a pretty significant decrease in people running now that they know about this happening. Okay, and so I understand you will reduce that, but what's the cost to me? What's the cost to you? Not the financial cost. It costs about five grand to you know outfit the Worth whole it. department with him, right? Worth so it. I'm not talking about the financial end. What's the cost? What, what do people always say? The more laws, the more things you do, you ultimately end up restricting freedoms on the other end of that, and that's true. And sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. I'm not vehemently against this right now either, but I'm suspicious of it. And while the same people for two years are telling me the cops can't be trusted with the power they have, now telling me that they want to give them this kind of power, more power even, and that they're going to responsibly use that that doesn't make sense to me i i just dude i worry about this because like i said these things are huge now and you're going to feel it hit the car now you'd hear it now but what happens with technology remember the first cell phone and look at them now things get better we leap we go forward and sooner or later man what, what's it going to be you know what this is going to be five years from now we're going to find out surprisingly enough the gps starts find themselves on african-american cars with twice as much as they do Everybody else, right? Isn't that going to be the thing? It's totally going to be the thing. I don't like this, man. Like When you can start, ah, dude, Les, I don't like people following me around. I know I got GPS on my phone, but you know I can shut it off and I can throw it out the window. There's a million things I can do there. I don't know. Shutting it off probably doesn't do anything anymore, but I'm sure I can throw it out the window or whatever. 
I don't like the idea of a cop going, you know what, that stands right doing here a little shady. And his car's parked in a parking lot at his, uh, at his apartment complex that I can drive through, and I'll spray this dart at it, and I'll kind of know everything he's doing. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know if I like that. I'm not wild about that idea. New Turd Tuesday and $1,000 up for grabs next on Rock 106. Turd or not, New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 just hooked somebody else up with $1,000. Your next opportunity will be at 1010 this morning with Fishhead. That's part of Rock 106.9's double payday workday, doing it every single weekday. 6A to 9P there. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. We already played you the new Big Sean Phantome. Felt like not a turd. It kind of felt like, eh, more like a half or there. <laughs> Stainsbury, it's a rock station. Why are you playing rap music? Eh, you know. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't care. That's why. No, truth that it is, dude, when you do a show like ours where you talk a right. little bit more than you are music-based, right. you become more mass appeal. Right. And at that point, I'm not going to... There are people who... Honestly, there are people who listen to the show who hate rock music. And you'd be surprised how many. It's a lot of them. A lot. And I saw this with the last show I did. It's just the way it is. When you start you know, opening up the microphones, you start to become more opinionated. You start bringing in more people. Now, you might throw some out, too. Might, might throw a few out, too. But you start bringing in more people. And I feel like this, pro, this program needs to be you know, all-inclusive of all things there. Just you view this as the punicana <laughs> of music features on radio stations. You pay one time and you get it you all. Get it all, baby. Yeah, whether you want it or not, you're taking it. <laughs> so that's why we're gonna play Thomas Rhett right now and uh, his new song, "Craving You." Dear God, really produced sound for Bro Country, right? I mean, yeah. He's that guy, though. Is is he that guy? I I mean, yes, he's definitely more poppy than some of those guys, and unapologetically, like his songs are are, are that guy. And here's the thing, I, I I and I know I go off on this a lot. Somebody will have to sell me, and finally be able to explain to me why country music is the only genre in which they're not supposed to have the pop ballad. Every single one of your 80s bands that you love and won't throw those t-shirts away from, you know what their biggest song was? The ballad. It was the ballad. Even in rap music, we've had LL Cool J smooth up in the panties. We've had all that. We've had all of this. Somebody explain to me why country music is the one where it's like, unless they're spitting in spittoons and chugging jack, it ain't country. Somebody needs to explain that to me. I will never get that. Every other musical format, you're allowed to pop, soft, ballady, super, like, grab everything, money grab. You're totally allowed to do it. Totally. Dude, home sweet home. Really? Really, crew heads? Really? How many crew, real crew heads' favorite song is Home Sweet Home? That doesn't have to be your favorite, okay. but it's part of the catalog. All right. Huge hit. And here's what I'll tell you. Every single one of those crew heads would never admit it's their favorite song. But go see Motley Crue and have them not play Home Sweet Home. What happens then? On the way home, what are you bitching about? The fact that they didn't play Home Sweet Home? Because you remember the video from when you were a kid? So why is country like this one format that's not supposed to do this thing that all other musical formats do? That's what I thought. You don't have an answer. My 1017 coming up next. It does sound like that. Katy Perry right now. It does sound like that. But I bet it'll be good. That's a lot of stuff on my 1017 is. Every time we have to say it. 
What makes this country, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what about this is country? I mean, not a lot. You know what I mean? But again, I don't get caught up in that. Look at what's happened to radio stations. Look at My 1017. As a matter of fact, as you bring them out, what happens on My 1017? They play Crazy Train into Madonna. You know why? Because that's what you want. That's why those stations are through the roof ratings-wise. All of them, dude, the lake, My 1017, dude, every city's got that station. You know why? Because it's a moneymaker. So why is it that the artists then shouldn't be mixing what they do? I don't understand it. First of all, nobody's, well, aside from us, is going to make you listen to this stuff anyway. Better so why, like, where, where does the, where does like the ultimate hatred come from? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, like anything else in the world will change the station, change, you don't right. have to, you don't have to, you don't have to, to be a part of it. Yeah. Is it getting away from a little bit from what you remember as a kid? Maybe, but if I bet, I know this is true. I know because I like a lot of classic country. I could go find you pop country hits from your favorite era too. It's always been part of it. It's revisionist history that these people bitch about this stuff with. Every touch is like the strongest drug. I don't know how much longer I can go. I never had something that I can walk away from. Yeah, this could be an Ed Sheeran song. Well, here's the thing. It may have been. It may have been like like Holy by Florida Georgia Line was supposed to be a Justin Bieber song. Songwriter gave it to Bieber. He didn't want it. And then Florida Georgia Line did it. Welcome to songwriters. They're in rock music too. You like that cigarette, that hundred proof. No matter how much I get, I'm always crazy. Is he to make a joke about uh, heroin? You think, you think there's going to be? No. Yeah, I saw that in a TV show last night. I was like, ooh, I'm surprised people still do that. Here's the thing. Is it totally country? No. But why are they not allowed to have that like fun party, drink too much record that's on in the club? I don't understand why country's like the one artist that's not allowed to do that. Um, I think country music has taken a moral high ground a lot. We're better than you because this is what we're into. This is our life. This is who we are. It's like I think good. you put the mentality of the listener onto the artist way too much in that. Almost be a Jason Derulo song with the beat. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty far over the line. I'm not gonna lie about that. It is. It's pretty far over the line. Oh, we got some, some chicks in now. New Thomas Rhett. Craving you. Baby Maroon 5 is really what this song is. I'm not so sure that a country artist shouldn't be in that lane a little bit, dude. What do I always say about this stuff? Nobody's in the creating song business. Nobody's in the playing song business. Nobody's in the playing business. They're in the making money business. It's just how you do it. 
And you're only profitable if you give people what they want. And people have responded to these kind of records, so they're giving you what you want. And you got to remember, dude, I'm a guy who sells my art for money. I am never going to look at somebody and be like, sell out. I look at it as cashing in. Every time we have to say goodbye, I'm counting down until we say hello. Every touch is like the strongest drug. I don't know how much longer I can go. But this does remind me, not the way it sounds, but so much, but like when the Zach Brown band put out that beautiful drug song, I actually had to look at my radio to see what station I was listening to because I was like, Man, I normally listen to a lot of country on my way home, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a country song!" I was like, "This should," to-, and I honestly did. I thought I was like, "This sounds more Maroon Five ish." It's like it's just what they're gonna do because that's where the audience is right now. If you don't think the record label is trying to get these artists on stations like My 1017, you're crazy. They're, oh, dude, crossovers, a crossover, a crossover. That's the only. You ever notice that? That's the only format that doesn't hit those kind of radio stations. And I've asked a thousand times, dude, what do you mean? So you play ACDC and you play John Cougar, but you're telling me Eric Church isn't going to work over there? Makes no sense to me. I've, dude, I've asked that question a thousand times, but of course, I, you know, my boss just tells me I'm an idiot. There's the new Thomas Rhett craving you, Fanto. Give me the vote. It's a turn. Aside from whether it's a country song, a pop song, or whatever, it just wasn't a very good song. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it anything it doesn't deserve. That's a turd, buddy. I gotta give it two votes here. Me personally, I vote turd. It's a turd. But will it chart at country music? Absolutely. That song will end up charting at country music and pretty well. We have the new red at Chili Peppers. That song's called Goodbye Angels. And I'm telling you, the local submission coming out of Cuyahoga Falls, the band's called Grim Republic. Not a turd. As a matter of fact, hit. You'll get them both next on Rock 1069. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Win yourself $1,000 with Rock 1069's Double Payday Workday. That happens next time around at 1010 with Fishhead. So stick around, check him out, win yourself 1000 bucks. Nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. Already played you the new Big Sean, Thomas Rhett. Time now for New Red Hot Chili Peppers. This song's called Goodbye Angels, and as Phantom pointed out yesterday, I'm sure it's about California. long ago we did a chili pepper song i can't remember if i liked it or not so i didn't like it that much deep regrets i never could forget you somehow you made your way to my decade ayo 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 my girl in the sun i see you with your guard down number one you're moving to a hard town do not dismiss the promise that you made me ayo 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 my time overkill you took another red pill on the sheet is everything that you spilled we are the ones you want to know right now ayo 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 black light come again to murder your report card just a friend to kiss you in my courtyard you are the one i want to be stuck with ayo ayo 
Jesus. Yeah, you gotta get into it here soon, you guys. Any minute now. Or any album now. We've been waiting. Alright, better be a big payoff here. Here we go. It doesn't even sound recorded well. No, not in particularly. I mean, it, and no, it, it sounds rough. like it was recorded by an amateur. Am I losing the political message in this? Because it sounds like they're dancing around it. Is that goodbye angels? Are we talking something in particular? Well, or? I thought I heard in the first verse him say something Black Lives Matter. Ayo, 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 ayo. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I feel I don't like know what's I'm, happening here. I feel like I'm losing what this song's about. <clears throat> This is one of those bands that, honestly, I either love or hate what the Red Hot Chili Peppers do. There's very rarely is there in between for me. I either love it or hate it. I have a feeling which side you're on here. I feel like the last song we did of theirs, they had a lot of that like robotic sound effect in the back. Maybe that's the new sound of the Chili Peppers. They were making more conversation about California in that one too. Maybe, maybe Flea died and he's really a robot. He still sounds the same, though. I mean, 30 years later. Not that he's a great singer. He's not. They, um, they may be overrated. Chili Pepper, okay, they, right. they may be overrated, right? Well. I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to make that declaration right now. But they may be overrated. A big part of it, I mean, obviously they're a rock radio staple, and they have the catalog to be that. They do. They've been doing it for 30 years and obviously have had a lot of success doing it. Um, but, you know, is it fair to say that the best of the Chili Peppers probably behind them? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and anything and anything that I listen to them of now, of course there's going to be a little bit of that, like, well, dude, you're the Chili Peppers. Pretty, pretty, better, better be pretty effing good. You know what it is? I think they're overrated because I hate their hits. Yeah, like and, I, yeah, of course, I dude. Working hate, in radio, yeah. I hate their hits. Like Under the Bridge. Yeah. Oh, but uh, oh, God, do I hate? It. And I've always hated it from like the first time I heard it. So like, and yes, part of it is overplaying it of and course. having to work in rock radio as long as I have. I've right. heard it a million times. But like even before that, because that song came out well before I joined the business, and I like I didn't like it then. Like I just like un- like even give it away. I don't even like that. I like Higher Ground. That's kind of cool, but again, that ain't theirs. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, if you got a fill, then don't make the record. Right? Hey, yo, Shouty. I mean, it's just not even recorded well. It sounds awful. Oh, and the song has done nothing. Like, it's just been. It just is. A lot of build up and no payoff at all. 
the last time they record, released anything like worthwhile? Stadium Arcadium? That was a long time ago, dude. Well, that tour, I have the shirt at home. It was 2006. It was a long time ago. He's always kind of sounded a little black, but he's never been too, like, in your face about it. I've never felt like he was, like, putting on. I think it's just that California sound. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. God forbid we don't let Flea exercise his personality well, at the end of some uh, song that sucks. What I was going to say is, dude, he had been quiet this whole song. Dude didn't do anything. Could have been any bass player. At least you might as well. You know, if the song sucks, you might as well let play. Flea do your thing for a little bit here, I buddy. I disagree. Dude, somebody pull the plug from these douchebags already. Right. I mean, right? Like, dude, what do I always say? Dude, you get to a certain level, just tour the hits. Yeah, just play Suck My Kiss, guys. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Aeroplane is cool. Yeah. Love Roller Coaster. The sure. Zephyr song I like a lot. Sure. When All I that, like them, I whatever. like them a lot. But, dude, I hate them more than I like them. Like, most of their stuff, I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, California K and all this stuff, dude. What about <laughs> Snow? I'm sure you hate that song, too. Uh, Breaking snow, the Girl. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Danny California. Uh, uh, all the eh, turns. All of them. Eh, I could maybe get behind Danny California. There were a couple of songs of a stadium arcadium I actually really did like a lot. Fans, I'll give me the vote on that one. It's a turn. Yeah, you got high hopes for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Obviously, a, uh, a like I said, a staple of rock radio. you think they'd be able to put together something decent when they put a single out, but apparently not capable that I time. I view it way differently. I had very, very, very... Very low expectations for the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 2017, and they didn't come anywhere close to those. Major turn. It's a turn. So we like to play a little local music for New Tour Tuesday, and uh, you can submit your stuff, stansbrightwrqk.com, or you can actually mail a physical copy to the radio station, Google the address. I'm not wasting everybody's time telling you what it is. And the Grim Republic out of Cuyahoga Falls did just that. They mailed me a four-song EP. And before we play this, I listened to all four songs in the car yesterday. Two, the first two sound similar. The, the the next two, three and four, sound completely different. Completely different. And so if you guys are listening, you need to sound more like songs one and two than you do three and four. The band's called Grim Republic. And this song is called Until Sunrise. And I have gone so far as to say not a turd even. Maybe hit. Now, you got to remember, local band. All right? But I believe we may have a hit on our hands here. The song's called Until Sunrise by the Grim Republic. Bass player do his thing.
Honestly, it was so good. I sent it to a producer buddy of mine in Cleveland. I said, dude, I think you should get these guys in your studio and really re-record this and do it right. And he was like, you might be on to something with these guys, man. Now, the, the other three songs were not as good. Now, again, welcome to local bands. You know what I mean? Most even major bands, you get one good song, that's pretty good. I like this singer because he kind of sounds like a mix between the dude from Middle Class Rut and The Sword. And I like both those things a lot. And that kind of sounds very swordish right there. Just a little watered down, which the sword could use a little bit. Maybe it would be a bigger band. But that feels... That, that sounds like that could have been off of Warp Riders for sure. This song is freaking awesome. I would agree. Just got a cool sound. I dig it, man. There's uh, Atacaga Falls, The Grim Republic. The song is called Until Sunrise on New Tour Tuesday. You can send your stuff in. Sansbury.WRQK.com. Fans, don't give me the vote there, buddy. Not a turd. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, pretty good. I, I, I guess for a local band, I mean, obviously there's a little bit of work that needs to happen there and, and sound production and, and different things, but you got a good sound. Keep it up, guys. Always great on the curve that way when right. you're talking about a local producer because it just, you know what I mean? They're just not, their skills aren't totally there, but I think there's something in that song. And again, like I said, the first two songs on the EP sound similar. The second, the third, the, you know, third and fourth sound completely different. I think they need to stay more in the one and two lane than they do three or four. That's the Grim Republic until sunrise not a turd on the Sandsbury show is. you can win yourself a thousand dollars you can do that at 1010 with fish head aside from that we're done for the day be back at it live tomorrow morning 6 a.m on rock 1069 have a great day see you